0: Hello. Welcome to Spirituality Simplified. I'm your host, Allie Stewart, intuitive energy healer and founder of Soul Healing with Allie. In this podcast, I will share with you what I have learned in my quest for the truth and break down all things spiritual into easy to understand concepts so that you can take what resonates and continue your own journey of discovering and connecting with your true divine self. Welcome to Spirituality Simplified. I'm so excited about this week's episode, which is all about tarot cards. And I'm super excited. It's a very special episode this week because this is our first guest on the show. And we have the lovely Francesco Salamone hailing from New York City. So I'm so honored and blessed to have Francesco with us today because he is the tarot expert and he is the number one guy to love and career in the Big Apple. And he's the founder of Tarot of New York. So I'm so excited. Thank you. Welcome Francesco to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me here today. This is going to be a lot of fun and I'm already excited. So <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always happy to talk about tarot in every medium possible. So this is going to be good. Thank awesome.
0: you. Awesome. Yeah, we had a, a show a couple of weeks ago on Oracle cards and I had mentioned briefly tarot, but I, it's not my expertise. It's not, I mean, I play with them and. Um, I, you know, work with them with clients and and everything, but it's definitely not my um, forte. So I'm so excited you're on today because this is your expertise and we are so excited to hear all of your knowledge. And, you know, again, this is spirituality simplified, so you can help us simplify tarot so people, anybody can use them. So, so excited. Thank you again. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> so I, I'd like to just start and and ask about you, you know, tell us about your story. How did you start working with tarot cards?
1: So I uh, received my first tarot deck when I was about 12 from a family friend. And that was, I think, because I was doing um, play readings with playing cards. And I always felt very intuitively the symbols calling me so um this friend said hey you should try tarot and see how that goes and i was like okay i don't know what that is but you know <laughs> let's do it yeah. and so i got this marseille deck which was very uh, weird and difficult and scary and so i didn't go very far with it it's, it's, but i kept playing around with it for you know ever since and you know tarot has been with me throughout my whole life and eventually i found a deck that was a little easier to work with and, and i started working with the uh, rider right waite deck for many many years on the side and yeah that was always i always found it very helpful when i was going through phases and difficult decisions and so I always found that that was a very valuable tool. And so, and I did it on the side also for friends, for family. And then it started, you know, friends of friends. And so work got out a little bit. And so random people started calling. And uh, it came to a point a few years ago when I started feeling that in my regular job, I was I was okay. I was happy. But... It wasn't really feeling like I was contributing much. I mean, I was doing something fun, something good, making money, okay. But I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so I had this urge to maybe start doing tarot full-time. But, you know, I never felt that it was like a serious thing to do or like a real job or anything like that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I asked for a sign if I'm if I meant to do this and let's do it right and i need to have proof that this is what i'm meant to do otherwise there's no point and the same day i got the sign so the sign was that i was walking down the street went for a walk in little italy and i was walking outside this house and the man comes out And uh, he calls me and said, did you ring the bell? And I'm like, no, I did not. And he said, well, my dog came to call me and I thought somebody rang the bell. So I thought somebody was here. I thought, well, not really. But anyway, we start talking and this was an older man. And so we start talking a little bit and it comes out that he was Frank Andrews, which one of the most a famous celebrity psychic tarot reader in your city for the past 60 plus years and so (laughs) so that was really interesting and so we talk and I was like well I read cards and it's like okay we should have tea and so one thing led to another and I said well I know you are, and I would be honored (laughs) if you would, you know, mentor me or, you know, see if I'm on the right path. And then since that day, we've been talking almost weekly and (laughs) exchanging ideas and stories. And that was my sign. So
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. That's such a great story because we talk a lot about on this podcast about like spiritual awakenings. And that was kind of one of the Mm -hmm. reasons I started this is because with everything going on this year and the earth is ascending and getting closer to source, you know, the people, the beings on the planet are also ascending and there people are having more and more spiritual awakenings all over the place. (laughs) And so it's, people Mm -hmm. are kind of opening up to that channel. Um, So that's so cool that you and I love that you asked for a sign, too, because that's something we've talked about, too. Um, did you ask like just the universe for a sign or do you work with angels or spirit? Guides? It was
1: it was. Well, yes, I probably I don't remember exactly. I remember that there was this urge to get a sign because I, I wanted proof. Right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I don't remember exactly if it was because I. I do talk with my angels through a diary and so but i don't remember if that's what i did or if it was just like calling out to the universe (laughs) so one of the two probably
0: (laughs) that's amazing well that's a great I mean there you go you got your answer (laughs) pretty clear Uh, it couldn't
1: have been it could have been it couldn't have been clearer than that yeah that's for sure
0: (laughs) you know it's interesting too so you mentioned that somebody had given you a deck and there's kind of this folklore around tarot cards that you have to have you know, be given a deck to be able to use. Tara. have you heard of that before?
1: I did, and it is not true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I <was> just kind <laughs> so of, interesting. It just, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I it just happened that to me that that happened, and by the way, that deck was stolen from from my apartment years later so that's interesting. really interesting <laughs>
0: yeah <I know. laughs> um,
1: so well i don't know <laughs> yeah that's that was just another funny. thing
0: <laughs> i've heard i feel like like do you feel like tarot has kind of evolved you know as the years have progressed like i feel like there was this kind mm-hmm. of secrecy kind of like I don't know, almost like this, like secret club, like you have to be gifted tarot cards. And it's like, you know, I think, I feel like that's kind of all kind of broken. Like that's not in effect anymore. Like, I feel like it's a lot more open and like, there's more, um, we're being more encouraged to, you know, work with spirit and work with divination tools Mm -hmm. such as tarot cards. Do you feel that way as well?
1: Well, yes, of course it's being, it's, much more popular much more used. is more in the open mm-hmm. um it's used now they started to use it in psychoanalysis as well so as a therapy tool so imagine that from oh, wow. <laughs> oh my, I even doctors that. are using that so uh, awesome. it's much more accepted it's not like the woo woo thing anymore really <laughs> just like <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> so
1: yeah and um, it definitely it has evolved in its use and also you know there are so many decks now that are coming out on all Mm. kinds uh, all kind of designs and so yeah I am partial to traditional design but that's my preference Mm -hmm. but uh I mean there's like very very modern ones that are really really nice so
0: (laughs) yeah i know i've seen some some decks and like the the illustrations are just beautiful and it seems like the people are kind of i mean i I, and you can confirm this but every tarot is going to be the same structure but maybe the way people interpret it is a little different or i know they like the drawings are different like there's just so many different um types now Um, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that
1: so there's there's a lot of different ones for sure, but most of them uh, are derivatives of either the Marseille style or the right-a-way style, and mm-hmm. so in, in a way they either belong to one of these two families. The way of reading them is slightly different, mm-hmm. but you know not that much. And if you if you think about it, well, the the Marseille style is actually it's called marseille but it was it originated in, in northern italy so oh, interesting <laughs> and then migrated to france but one of the original decks that i'm going to show i have a copy here was actually made painted in northern italy
0: oh wow those are beautiful and
1: for the sforza family oh okay in the in the 15th century so this is the the oldest documented tarot deck in existence, and there's wow. there's um, the originals are some are here in New York, and some are in Italy, I believe, in a museum. Wow. So, <laughs> and then from this they went to France, and they started printing these. The Marseille style.
0: Okay, which I see is, those you know, on very your,
1: um, me, you know, Kind of medieval looking design.
0: Yeah. They're of, all the same colors, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, the colors are very, you know, very similar. Like three colors yeah. because printing was probably not that easy to do in multiple mm, colors. So yeah. they kept it simple. And there's all kind of school of thoughts about the... Meanings of the colors and how many colors, and then, but that's a whole different kind of warmth that <laughs> is yeah. beyond the scope <laughs> of our conversation, I think. And that's so, right. and there's different, different um, then designs that came up a little bit later. Like this is more, uh, you know, clearly later yeah. characters, the costumes are later, a little more defined. Yeah, the design, but it's the same style. See, not so all the cars have full pictures, so wow, and then there's one more <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of hard to find now, it's pretty rare. It's a Swiss design, hmm. and the peculiarity of this one is that, see, in the Marseille deck, they have characters like the Pope, uh, and back then there was a problem with the um, with the church so to go around that they didn't want to have any character that was involved with the church so instead of the for example the high priestess in the in the rider wade is the 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 papes in the in the marseille and then they put instead juno
0: oh interesting they
1: went completely another way and instead of the pope they have jupiter (laughs)
0: oh wow that's so interesting so
1: they got around that because you know persecutions and things that you want to get involved in (laughs) so much in that but so they got around it like that anyway and then we have the later on in the victorian era era they designed the Rider weight, which is the classic that most people use and start with, and most modern designs are derived from. So mm-hmm. that's the really that was like in the 1900s. Wow! So
0: that's really interesting. I feel like that's one thing I think maybe a lot of people would resonate with is that there is such rich history with tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear so many different stories. I had not, I didn't know anything about any of those decks. I mean, I've only <laughs> learned about the rider Weight deck and that's fascinating. I mean, there's, it is. And even the rider de- Weight deck has a lot of history and interesting facts too. So that yes. might be something people are interested in. I think that's like maybe what piques a lot of people's interest in the first place in tarot cards. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really fascinating. Awesome.
1: Did. The- the characteristic of this that every card has a drawing, a picture that is easy to well, easy. I don't know. But <laughs> the <laughs> the
0: complex, they can be
1: interpreted intuitively in a way if you want. Instead, the other ones that only, for example, the two of ones here, and the other one it has only two sticks, and so you figure out what what that right. means. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Uh, so, but. Tell uh, me- mm-hmm.
0: Like, can you just describe, like, what is tarot? Like, if you were going to just explain that to somebody who's never heard of it, well, how would yeah. you explain tarot? <laughs> it might be a hard question, but... <laughs>
1: so I would describe tarot. Tarot is a book. There is one, one person that I spoke with years ago, and we were talking about this, and, and she was like, if I had to... Be left on a desert island with only one thing, I would want a Tarot deck because that would give me all the information that I need and all the entertainment that I need. Yes, it's a book. It's a book of stories. It's a book of knowledge, and it's a book of it's a spiritual book as well. So mm-hmm. there's, it's it tells stories, and the stories are constantly updated depending on what is happening in the life of the person that is reading it. So it's a fascinating,
0: yes, <laughs> tool. I love that. I love it. it is like a story because it's and mm-hmm. so tell us how it's kind of broken down. So like you have the major arcana and the minor. So how does that fit into the story?
1: A deck is composed of seventy-eight cards, and there's twenty-two major arcana that are, uh, like the Pope that we talked about before, and like the stars and other characters. And those are also uh, called to represent the fool's journey. And it's not like because you're a fool doing the journey, but it's because the journey of life is where you start from the beginning and you go through all the experiences in life. So these 22 major arcana walks walk you through all experiences in life from beginning, middle, and end, and then back again. So it is... Usually, uh, those are read as a, with a more spiritual meaning in, in the readings. Mm-hmm. And then we have the other ones, then the minors, which are like, you know, like 10 of wands, cups, and things like that. And those are more used for day-to-day um, descriptions of what is happening. It's like more practical on the, you know, on down, down on earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> gotcha. And so each of those in the minor they're kind of they're related to like a deck of playing cards like cups yes. would be like hearts and yes. let's see what is swords that would be
1: swords would be uh spades, spades.
0: yes
1: and uh wands would be is it called diamonds you know, the yes, little yes. square things.
0: Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, and then, or well, coins, you know, pentacles or coins. Uh, no, I get it wrong. Ones are uh, uh, the flowers, <laughs>
0: the um, clubs.
1: The clubs. Right? Yes.
0: yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And then, and then the pentacles are the diamonds. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. so, cause each, each suit kind of represents something different. So like um, if you take like the cups, that's usually like emotions, right. And yes. Yes. Yeah, so what are the different
1: feelings? So cups would be feelings, relations between people, uh love anything to do with that and then <clears throat> uh pentacles is money but also practical things in life and you know day-to-day things uh it's also any type of asset or any type of you know richness or things like that ones are usually uh business or work Also, you know, they represent fire energy. So when they come up in a reading, they can represent you know things getting pretty heated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good to
1: know. (laughs) In you know, and then swords are usually problems, Mm -hmm. Um, problems, and they have to deal with communication as well. So and you know. And it depends on how the reading goes. You that you have to see how they play together with uh with the other cards. So
0: Okay. Cause that was Did kind I of what I was thinking. Anything? <laughs> um yes, I think we got them all. Um because okay. that's they have like these different meanings. And so the way that you would interpret it is probably a mix of, you know, intuition, maybe and how the like, the cards relate to each other, what else is going on in the spread. Is that mm-hmm.
1: right? That's absolutely correct. It depends on the spread that you do. Mm-hmm. You assign a meaning on, uh, to the position where the card is located. And then depending on how what card shows up in that position, you have something happening. And then it depends what's coming before, what's coming after. So it, they can be read by themselves, but they give a much better picture if they are read together. Mm -hmm. It's like a whole,
0: yeah. Because they
1: they tend to interact with each other a lot. So
0: (laughs) okay, yeah, that makes sense. It gives you they're very social. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um. So why would somebody want to use tarot cards?
1: So tarot cards are very useful to tap into somebody's subconscious. For example, if I pull a card one day, I may not be completely aware of something that is happening in my life that day. And then I pull a card and that card shows me something. And by looking at it, I understand that that is happening. And so things are happening. So that's that's also if, for example... um, A lot of times you can do pull a card to see because I don't feel very well today. I want to see what's happening. And maybe there's something that comes up and say, oh, because, you know, I got into an argument with my brother yesterday and we didn't make up. So, you know, (laughs) we need to resolve that. Otherwise, things are not moving on. So.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So it kind of brings your subconscious to your awareness, your conscious awareness. Yes. Yeah. So I find that too, like whatever you think is going on is usually not the case. And like the cards will tell you that it's like your true self talking to you saying, okay, this is what's really going on beneath the surface that you need to pay attention to. (laughs) Yes. And it's sometimes we don't want to see that. Right. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) It's so interesting how that always works. And do you find, too, when you're doing readings for people that they may ask one question, but then something else completely different comes up in the reading? Like maybe they're Um, asking something different.
1: Sometimes, for example, if they ask just for a general reading, Mm -hmm. what comes up is the situation that is most affecting them at Mm -hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So, it may not be something that they are thinking about right at that moment, but it's something that once we start looking into it, it's say, like, oh, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that's the most, usually the most urgent thing that needs to be taken care of.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I find that that happens all the time. You're like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really you asked this but this is coming up so this is what's really needing to be addressed
1: (laughs) yes and and then you know they may ask a question a very specific question and things come up that are related to the question but they may also indicate yes this is this has to do with it but there's also this that is connected to it so you know
0: right (laughs) yes absolutely that makes sense and in terms of, you know, so we kind of touched on like how they work, but like, how would you describe that? Like, how would you say, you know, there's a magic to it, of course, like, is it, um, I mean, you could, like you said, you can just play the cards and look at the symbols and literally just have it as this, but there is that spiritual component to it. Like, how would you describe that?
1: So once you start, um, making a connection with the cards and they it's almost a dialogue that happens mm-hmm. for example and now it doesn't work exactly the same with all decks for example for me this one is called the ancient italian it's one version of the marseille but i feel that the characters are very talkative are very very expressive so if i do a meditation one day and i pull a card for example the justice here it's, it you know starts a whole dialogue about all kind of things that are happening and it's really helpful on not just on a practical level but also on a spiritual level for a better understanding of things and I find it a very fascinating practice. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: oh yeah. It, it, like I always tell um, people the cards never lie. Like and people are like, whoa, no, yeah. you know, like it is it's totally fascinating. It's they're mm-hmm. always spot on.
1: Yeah. So I think as a spiritual tool they Bring you down to what is really important, mm-hmm. and that creates a growth. So, yeah. I think that's uh, they're, they're a growth tool, <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> now we talked about this, uh, we had the the, the oracle card. Um, episode a couple weeks ago so how would you say well like what do you think is the difference between oracle cards versus tarot cards so oracle decks i don't use them but they
1: are more i would say that they don't have a definite structure they're more open more free so there's not a definite number of cards in it. it could be 10 it could be 100 and everything in between, Um, tarot card is 78 cards. Mm -hmm. The whole book is there. There's nothing to add, nothing to take away. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it's almost like, like if you think about it, has, for example, tarot card is the letters that you put in the print machine to write a book. The Oracle card is like, okay, I give you the book or I give you already the movie that we made from the book. <laughs> oh, that's
0: such a good way to describe it. I love that. That's fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. So this kind of more like Oracle kind of is like big picture, whereas tarot, yeah. you kind of get into the nitty gritty. Like here's what's yes. really going on. Yeah. Okay.
1: Get into the details, all mm-hmm. the little things. And then yeah, why this accent is written like this instead of like that? You know. You know.
0: <laughs> awesome. So how if you, like how would you describe to somebody who's never used tarot cards? Like what is the process? Like how would you like from, you know. Going and purchasing your deck, and then coming home, mm-hmm. and um, you mentioned, you know, once you form a connection. So, like, how would you recommend people form that connection? Like, what's the process that you you do and you recommend for people?
1: So, I would say, first thing to do when you open the deck, you can scroll through. There's a little booklet in, usually inside. You can scroll through that and get extremely confused <laughs> and. <laughs> So resist the temptation of throwing it away or putting it on the shelf and never look at it again. Just forget (laughs) about the little book. And one thing that I always suggest people to do is take out out the major arcana and one every day, spend about five to ten minutes just looking at that card. And you can go in order or not. It's really up to the to the person, and see how that card, um, what emotions come out looking at that card, what ideas, visions, if anybody's prone to visions, or you know suggestions or any type of thought, and then at the end of the day, see how what happened through the day applies to what we saw, thought about looking at that card, mm-hmm. and that's a great way to make a a strong connection with the cards and i think it is much easier to do that with the rider weight because you can also do it with the other cards not just with the major but you can later on do it with the minors as well because they have pictures and you know stories are a little easier to to come up with so and to understand. Mm-hmm. So that's a a very good way. It takes a little bit of time, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the connection is there. And then once you do a reading, everything starts to make sense a lot, a lot more easily and quickly. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's, that's a great idea. Um, and so would you recommend to I me, mean, cause you mentioned the little book, like, I know it's interesting, like with, especially like the Rider weight, that's the one I've had the most experience with and the booklet is Mm -hmm. it's just terrible right like oracle cards, actually the booklet's pretty good (laughs) but (laughs) for tarot cards you just just throw that away and just go kind of purely on intuition or um do you like are there places that you recommend going to learn about the tarot cards like their meanings i mean are there specific books or websites that you recommend
1: so well for the writer weight i would invite the people to just go and buy what they feel is usually a good way to to read it as a deck that works very well a lot of people do professionally do that exactly that and they're very successful so there's nothing wrong with that now if somebody would like to start reading a deck like the marseille well that doesn't work very well because nine cups on a white card don't tell you too big of a story it's kind of like harder to and so there are books that explain a little bit more um of the meanings but I find them that there's as many definitions as people that write books so it's kind of like tricky there and so (laughs) the way I did it um He's actually one one of my teachers that <laughs> that we you know we we went through that and uh, he had a book that it's out of print so I don't even know how to suggest it <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah and so uh, that's kind of hard for that it's better if somebody gives you um, somebody that reads it gives you like a cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. which you know can help but for example how do you come up from again the nine of cups came up again uh, i guess it's stuck yeah. uh, <laughs> and, what and that how mean? do yeah. you how do you for example one of the meanings of this card is mm-hmm. wishes granted in a happy way how mm-hmm. do you come up with that meaning from looking at this right I, I don't know. Maybe there's you know, there's a big party where everybody's happy and there's cups of wine on the table. I don't know, but you know <laughs> sounds, <good to> me. <laughs> sounds like but, a party. <laughs> you, you know, there's it's kind of tricky there. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if
1: you wanna, but you you know, there's there's a lot of books, there's plenty of books, and I think that when the person finds the right one, they will know.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's a little different for everybody. So mm-hmm. I don't have a particular one to suggest (laughs) okay
0: awesome so okay so you get your cards Mm -hmm. and there's always you know different ways that you can shuffle and like cut the deck like what do you recommend you know so you get them you um, shuffle them up do you lay them out all and then just have the like if you're let's say you're doing a reading let's just say you're doing a run for yourself because that's Mm -hmm. most people listening would probably be be doing yes so do you just lay them out and pick one that you resonate with or like what's your process for the shuffling and picking of the cards
1: so i usually shuffle them like this Mm -hmm. and then i make three piles Mm -hmm. and then i shuffle each pile and then I put them back together in probably a different order. And then I start picking out the cards and depends what type of reading I'm doing Mm -hmm. can be as simple as, you know, want to make a decision. I really don't know what to do. So I make maybe a three card spread just to figure out the likely outcomes of my decisions. Or if I want to see, for example, I do sometimes a reading for the week, and so I pull out seven cards, and this is what's going to happen this week. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: a good one. I like that and, one.
1: You know, so but now, the, you... the shuffling process is usually the same. I just do go like this, and then make the three piles, and then take it from there. Okay. Uh, so that's so that's one way. When I read, when I read with a client, uh, sometimes we do that, and then maybe I do a fan out of the cards, and I let them pick cars from there and so that's another way of doing it that's yeah. pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i like that um now when you're doing the the, the weekly seven day do you pull uh, turn them all over or do you just every day do you go and and turn it over
1: oh no see? i do it right away because oh, okay. i have no patience yeah but,
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like no i need to know right now
1: Oh no, not know what's, yeah. <laughs> that's
0: yeah <funny. laughs> now do you find when you do that this is something I talked about too, how, you know, we all have free will, right? Like this is the current, whatever reading you get is the current energy that you have Mm -hmm. going on. So do you find that things change as you go throughout the week? Because there's, you know, you, you make different choices or maybe you go a different path and maybe that last card doesn't really resonate when you get Mm -hmm. to, does that make sense?
1: Definitely. Yeah. So, the cards tell a story based on what is happening at the moment of the reading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if you don't like the outcome, <laughs> which happens a lot, yeah. <laughs> you can make changes. Like if you don't do anything, this is what's going to happen. But if you don't like what is going to happen, well, go and make peace with the person that you had an argument before.
0: Right.
1: Send up, you know flowers to the person that you like instead of waiting maybe to something to happen because not, you know, so yeah. you can make changes to change the outcome. So yeah. it's not set in stone that, oh, this is happening for sure. Right. Yeah. If you don't do anything about it. Yes. yes. <laughs> but for example, if I get, we do a reading and say, will I find a job photo? Well, yes. If tomorrow you go out and apply for the job. Yes. But if you just say, stay home and watch tv well no you're not getting the job you need to go out and apply for it you know so
0: (laughs) yeah that's why i think like the tarot is so cool and it can be so helpful in, in everyday life is because it shows you what's, you know, what the outcome could be. If you're on that, this the path that you're currently on, like this is what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So it helps you to see like, okay, either I'm on the right track or no, I need to course correct and and do something a little different. Uh, so right. That's why I feel like tarot is so powerful in that regard. Um, now, just a quick question too. Yes. Do you have a, like a personal ritual that you do? Like, uh, like some people like to you know, light and censor candle and like say a prayer. Like, do you have, a, mm-hmm. you know, before you do a reading, do you have your own ritual?
1: Yes, I do. And it used to be before every reading, but then it got a little too much because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things, you know, it's got a little intense and sometimes they are back to back. So it's like, okay, there's really no time. <laughs> but uh, so I just do it one global at the beginning of the day and then one at the end Mm -hmm. um beginning of the day i do a prayer to my guardian angel and we talk about it and Mm -hmm. (laughs) make sure that you know ask that there are no interferences through through the day that you know the messages come clear and that if there's any weird energy that wants to creep in that please keep it out <laughs> until mm-hmm. we are done right. <laughs> awesome. and then at the end of the day I just say thank you for you know for you know everything that happened and the good and bad and everything in between because yeah. it's all part of of the of the practice so <laughs>
0: yep. wonderful that's awesome um now what would you say <laughs> okay so you've shuffled you picked your cars what would you say would be like good questions to ask? Cause I, there's probably better questions than others to ask. So what would be some examples right. of some good ones that people can start with?
1: So I would say that a very good question is, especially if somebody needs to make a decision mm-hmm. is what would be the outcome? If I do this particular thing, or if I don't do this particular thing, that's a good way of putting a question very wrong way of putting a question in, should I do this or should I not? Because mm-hmm. the cards will set you straight <laughs> <laughs> and mm, it's not going to be good. So, right. <laughs> because the important thing is always you have to make the decision. Mm-hmm. The cards can tell you what's going to happen by doing this or not doing this, but they are not going to tell you to do it or not to do it that's your decision to make
0: right yeah and that's I think that's where the cards become empowering right like it's going to give you suggestions and say Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) I got my cat back here um (laughs) uh you know it's going to give you suggestions but ultimately it is it's up to you to make that decision that you can Mm -hmm. take that information decide what you want to do with it so it's really empowering in that way
1: Definitely. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So you mentioned the should questions aren't so good. What do you think about yes or no? Like how would you, how do you interpret those?
1: Yes or no? Yes. I do that. I do that sometimes, uh, just for quick things, nothing, uh, nothing serious, but, and the way I interpret the answer is if it is a positive card, an empowering card mm-hmm. or something with good energy, that would be a yes. Mm-hmm. If it's like dinosaurs, everybody's dying, we're cutting heads. Well, that's probably a no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a that's a good interpretation there. <laughs> and kind of on that note, like what do you um what's your advice if someone gets like one of those kind of scarier? I put it in quotes because it's they're all They all have good messages, but you know, some of them are a little more intense and as you probably know, if you've done Mm -hmm. a reading for someone and they see some of those cards and they're probably like, Oh my gosh, what does that mean? You know, like how, what's your advice if, if you get one of those cards?
1: So let's remember that the cards are a cycle. So, even when you get for example let's let's find the famous ten of swords that everybody's so scared about (laughs) so let's let's put it out there there you are here you go that's pretty pretty nasty right there's not a lot of good coming out of this (laughs) so but what is the 10 really is the end of the cycles of the one through 10 of the minor right Mm -hmm. so Yes, it can be a sad dramatic event, but after it we're going to have a one again which is a new beginning. Hmm. So, we're going to have to go through pretty stressful events eventually in our life there's no getting away. The the important thing is to how we approach that. Right. So we can get really sad and just give up or we can say, okay, you know, today was a terrible day, but, you know, tomorrow we start over again right. and we'll make it better. So I always like to see it as a, it's a step. Mm-hmm. It's a step, you know, it's there and it's going to be there whether we want it or not. But, you know, the important thing is that we know that it's happening so we can be prepared for it. So. Right,
0: exactly. That's what I think. Like knowledge is power, right? Like okay. Yeah,
1: so it's not a surprise, you know.
0: And so this would be also a good time to probably draw another card or look at the surrounding cards to kind of see, Mm -hmm. okay, so I got this card. Well, maybe I draw another one to know, okay, what do I do? How do I deal with it? Mm -hmm. How do I prevent it? Maybe, or, you know, what, what do I need to know? Would you suggest that? Mm -hmm. And it would, yes. Go ahead.
1: Of course, you know, I need doesn't come by itself. So it comes, it comes through in, in, uh, in the context of a reading. So, You know, it depends what comes with it. And then the answer is going to be there. Of course, Mm -hmm. if it's the the final outcome of the reading and you get that card, it's like, well, you know, things are not going to end up very well. But (laughs) (laughs) this particular question, but uh, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, if it comes, for example, somebody... Uh, is looking for how am I doing at work? and you get the car? Well, you know you're probably gonna get fired because this <laughs> 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 is not, it's not great. But what if you need you were supposed to change job anyway, and you weren't doing it because you were afraid, and so you needed a little push that came in the in the form of getting fired, and then the next week we go out and you get your dream job or you start your own business.
0: Yes, yes. I love that. It's all in the perspective, and it's just kind of looking at it from a different way. I love that. That's really helpful. (laughs) So what would you say? I feel like a lot of tarot experts always have like a favorite card. What's your favorite card in the deck? I have two. Okay.
1: So one is the wheel. Mm,
0: That's a good one. And I
1: like the wheel because it's a reminder. The life is a cycle we go through things and there's always going to be ups and downs also it comes pretty much at the middle of the major which is 22 this wheel is number 10 so it's kind of like almost in the middle and so it is a very balanced point between you know the beginning of life and what it's and the you know the later part of life i think it's a very good card that keeps people balanced and keeps me grounded it's like with a very <laughs> grounded way of seeing how life is going yep. you know celebrations <laughs> for success are great and but i know that it's not always going to be a party so <laughs> but then again when it's like okay people are, things are really going bad well Okay, now, but next week or next month or tomorrow is gonna be better. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then my other one is the devil card, which mm. in this deck is pretty uh, strong.
0: Yeah,
1: it's a strong figure. I like it because it. I think it's very important because it's a card that uh, talks about great passions, but also great opportunities, but also great obsessions. And so it's a reminder that yes, there are great opportunities in our life and it's good to be very passionate about things, but it is not good to become obsessed to a a level that is unhealthy.
0: Right. Yes. Good advice.
1: (laughs) So these are my two favorite cards. (laughs) I love
0: that. Very cool um okay and we talked about so you you would say would you recommend the writer weight for beginners or somebody who's never worked with tarot
1: yes okay. i would definitely recommend it because it is going to be much much easier to start reading for example ten of mm-hmm. cups right here you already see a happy scene so you know right. that is a happy card right otherwise you probably would not I have an idea. Yeah. Two of ones, again, you know, you can see it's a card of research, maybe making a choices of things. So that's right there. Right. So otherwise, you would need a lot more study, a lot more patience to learn, remember the meanings of, for example, the four of swords right here. <laughs> Who knows, yeah, that right? doesn't even look like swords. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't give out many, you know, interpreters, you don't know, unless you know. So that takes a a little bit more patience and time. It's doable, but, you know, I would not recommend it for a complete beginner.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I I like the writer way. I think it's, and I've heard that from several people that it's a good beginner one Mm -hmm. um, to use. And it's kind of that quintessential standard in the Tarot community. Um, Mm -hmm. So you Oh, I asked you about your favorite cards your favorite deck do you use the the um first is it the what was it again the um the first one you talked about the Italian one
1: so I use the Marse- oh the, oh Marse- this I? well no I don't use I don't use this one because uh-huh. it's just for ornament uh-huh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> decoration <laughs> <It is beautiful. laughs> for collections beautiful pictures beautiful yeah. paintings but you know I it's not practical it's huge cars like that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh my favorite. So I use different ones. I use this one for myself when I read for myself, which is the Italian ancient Italian, ancient Italian. Okay, deck. Cool. Uh the pictures talk to me a lot. They're uh-huh. very chatty. I feel we have a great connection. Uh but I don't use it for clients. For clients, I use this other one, which is kind of the same, mm-hmm. but it's more okay. A little older as design, a little more medieval almost. Yeah. Um, and what I find with this one is a lot simpler. There's not a lot picture in it, but it triggers, it triggers scenes in my mind. Mm. So when I'm doing a reading, and for example, I get this card, which is the six of wands, which is like it's also a little tricky to 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 look at because it can be confused very easily. Mm. Uh, You may not see a lot, but what I see is probably a scene where there is somebody writing or somebody doing something creative and being successful at it. And in fact, one of the meanings of this card is uh, a profession in the arts.
0: Mm, So, (laughs) yeah, it was interesting with that deck too. It's probably like the first thought that came to mind when you showed me that when you're working with clients is that they can't really interpret what that means you know like they they're mm-hmm. not um they're not going to look at like i mean i don't know what like the death card for example would look like in that deck but they oh
1: yeah oh it's pretty dramatic the deck. okay <laughs>
0: maybe not yeah,
1: it's, really, it's really it's really ugly actually
0: okay. <laughs> so they're probably like i don't know what that means but i don't like it
1: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah i mean and again the deck card is not that bad actually if, uh, it does also in this deck. Oh, important thing that you mentioned—that's really good. It doesn't have a name, so the yeah. death card. They put the name later on uh, in more modern decks. This mm-hmm. one, in the traditional ones, of course, is the last one, right? <laughs> there you go. It only says thirteen. Oh,
0: yeah. That's that's not a very nice looking card. Yeah, it looks like death. Yeah, really it hard. does. <laughs> it's really
1: but, but anyway <laughs>
0: yeah okay that's so interesting but again you know the death card is not a bad card it's I mean, it
1: is not it's the yeah. card of transformations and right. so it's actually a pretty exciting one to see yeah. these things are going to um, move on and grow and you know
0: <laughs> right. exactly exactly So how would you recommend for people just starting out to, how do you, how would they incorporate or incorporate tarot into their everyday practice? Like what would you recommend maybe pulling maybe just a card of the day or what would you recommend?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, I would definitely do, which I do every day. I pull one card Mm -hmm. uh, and see how that resonates with, with my day and what I'm feeling and, yeah, that's a, a excellent way to do it. Very simple, doesn't take a lot of time, mm-hmm. and it works. And so, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, okay, great. And so, and now mm-hmm. you mentioned spreads too. Um, yes. And there's, you know, simple ones like one card, three card spread to more complicated. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't say complicated, but more in depth as a celtic cross is that what you usually right. do for clients the celtic cross
1: i do i do not use that one
0: <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's pretty intense
1: <laughs> i did i did, i did at some point but i just like i grew tired of it and it's just something that always comes up and really okay yeah it works it's mm-hmm. excellent but it's not fun for me to look at so I do other things I usually do a seven card it depends how long the reading is mm-hmm. if it's just you know a short 15 minute session usually a seven spread like a horseshoe shape that's more than enough mm-hmm. uh to cover everything um more in that there's a 15 card spread that I use which is pretty good that you know takes a while to to go through and then if we really have like the longer session an hour or so we can do a pyramid and that is that is a lot
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay cool so you probably maybe to start out you could do the card of the day and then maybe do a three card spread like um i know past present future is a big one with that card or um what else like with three cards would you if you were not doing past present future like how would you read that particular spread
1: you would do it could do uh what i need to keep or keep doing or keep in my life what i need to let go and then random suggestion uh yeah (laughs) and then or you know what's you know what's the outcome of this what's the outcome of that how can i choose between this decision or the other one Mm because the third car is usually the the one that helps really Mm -hmm. uh, gives an idea on how to make the choice so that's a very important one and then there's there's a lot that also on the internet for three cars there's probably Uh a hundred type right? of spreads that, <laughs> <laughs> that can be done. So yeah, mm-hmm. this really sky's the limit there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if anybody's listening, you know, when, the, if you're wanting to start out, maybe just do the card of the day, maybe you just start with some three cre- three card spreads and mm-hmm. look up a couple different examples. Um, I think that'd be a good way to just kind of
1: ease into yeah, Three it cards so is you know. is is good. And it's, it's enough to cover a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this is a very good way of starting. Yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> awesome. So um, I'd like to end with just, you know, if you had just one piece of advice to give of, with Tarot, you know, if it's just one thing that you want our listeners to know, what would you say?
1: Say so be open. Mm-hmm. Be open to the suggestion. Be open to the ideas that come. To mind while reading the cards the cards have a lot to say we just need to be open and accepting of what they have to say Mm -hmm. it is very hard sometimes to do that because especially when we're it happens to me all the time when I'm reading for myself I don't like what's coming up and so (laughs) I tend to you know oh I did it wrong or you know I (laughs) do it
0: again yeah
1: yeah I'll do it again well you know that's not a way to do it. It's just right, like, right. okay, you know, it is It is what it is and we need right. to be open and accept, you know, what comes up because yes. that's that's the way we grow. So
0: Yes, absolutely. That's really, really good advice. I think that's good mm-hmm. for anything in life. Here comes the kitties.
1: Right. Hello. <laughs> so
0: she's like very excited about this conversation. She wants to good.
1: get on it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Francesco? Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I wish everybody would read cards because I think it would be very helpful.
0: Yes. <laughs> so yeah.
1: I really encourage everybody to do it. Uh, they don't need to go to somebody to do it. It helps mm-hmm. because it's hard to read for yourself, but, uh, it's a great practice to do by yourself. Um, uh, and it's a wonderful, wonderful tool to really read how life is going. And uh, I do, on my Instagram account, I do a card of the day in my mm-hmm. story so people can go and see what I find about the day uh-huh. and see how that applies to them. And if awesome. they want to comment or, you know, have a different interpretation, they're welcome to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's something
0: Oh, yeah, fine. that I'm okay. open to.
1: Yeah, of course. Awesome.
0: Okay, great. Um, yeah, so that was going to let everybody know how to con- contact you. Because I think also, if you're interested in tarot, I think a great way to start is to get a reading from somebody. You know, get right. have somebody do one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, I encourage everyone to check out Francesco's website, which is www.tarotofnewyork.com. And um, you have your social media. You're at Tarot of New York. And you're on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, and YouTube channel as well. So that's awesome. That's right. <laughs> um, and I'm super impressed. You've got a couple of books out as well. And you have the August, October, and November 2020 Tarot scopes. Tell us real quick about those. That's really
1: So, yeah, the Tarot scopes idea came up because the, i was getting a lot of messages for people that wanted to get a little bit of a quick easy reading for the month to come mm-hmm. and so but you know they weren't able to afford a full reading or you know time or things like that so i was like i'll just do a general things through the signs and so I'll put them all in. So if you're in design, this is your month. Oh, I love <laughs> and
0: that.
1: then yeah, I just pulled it out and it went it went well for a while. So I don't know if I'll keep doing it or I'll do it something different mm-hmm. but i'm still playing with that and see how that goes so <laughs>
0: awesome yeah well that sounds really cool i love the combination of like astrology and tarot that's mm-hmm. I, I need to go check that out so those are available um, as kindle books on amazon so definitely check those out and uh francesco he's in new york city but he serves clients all over the world um, so if you are interested in booking a session with Francesco, he offers a couple different links. So it looks like there's anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour, and you can do those by phone, video, and probably, are you seeing clients right now in person if they're in Manhattan?
1: I Occasionally, I have two clients that I see in person about once a month, uh-huh. uh, but that's that's it for now. It's mm-hmm. mostly on the phone or um, through Zoom. Okay. Uh, i think that zoom works really well um, yeah. but you know i wish we could do more in person but right now it's not really the case so <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> we'll take kinda. them again when when times change so i wanted to offer uh to your listeners uh a coupon code um i think it's spirituality 2021 and that they can put that in the when doing a booking, there's going to be a little slot that says you have a voucher or a code. You put that spirituality 2021, you get 40% off.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Wow. That's an amazing uh, mm-hmm. coupon there. That's awesome. So all of mm-hmm. you, I encourage you, book a reading with Francesco. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, And so the best way would be to go to his website, www.tarotofnewyork.com and just book your session online. Um, And I wanted to mention too, that uh, don't forget to join the Spirituality Simplified Facebook group. So we have a new community where we can all come together and talk about the episodes and interact and ask questions. And Francesco has so graciously agreed to be on next week's uh, Wednesday's live Q&A session to talk about the episode today. Um, so that'll be next Wednesday, December 23rd. So definitely check out the Facebook group and join. Uh, we'll be, you know, answering any questions and maybe doing like a quick five-minute reading for anybody who has any questions they'd like to ask, ask. So join that group. Um, and again, if you can't make the live session, that's okay. You can see the, the replay anytime in the group. Um, and you can send your questions ahead of time if you know, you're not going to be able to make it live. So we'll be sure to answer those during the live session. Um, so that link, I'll put that in the show description, um, is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash spirituality, simplified podcast. And, um, again, I'll include that link and all of Francesco's information in the show description. So thank you so much again, Francesco. Thank you so much to everybody listening and any of the YouTube watchers as well. I really hope that this episode brought some clarity and inspires you to give Tarot a try um, because it really can change your life, right, Francesco?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, 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 absolutely. (laughs) Awesome.
0: And I just wanted to remind everyone to stay tuned for next week's episode, which I'll be doing. It's kind of a little different. I'm going to be doing um, a winter solstice kind of meditation ritual that you can follow along with or, you know, kind of make it your own. So that'll be really fun. So I'm going to do a little bit early next week since the solstice is on. Monday, I believe. Um, So you'll get next week's episode out a little bit early. Um, So definitely check that out. So thanks again. And remember to keep it spiritual, but keep it simple. Thanks. See you next time. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) As you go along your spiritual journey, I encourage you to take what resonates and discard the rest. This podcast is intended to introduce spiritual topics in a simple way To inspire you to conduct your own individual research and seek your own truth. Disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast are not meant to diagnose, treat, or replace any medical or psychological care.